This is Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 22 of season two. And today we have a different kind of guest, my partner, Taryn. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and I think I want to just start right off the bat and tell everybody we've been practicing together pretty much the entirety of our marriage, right, honey? Mm-hmm. But when you were growing up, you were indeed Church of Christ, right? Absolutely. Right. So tell me a little bit about your path and just a little bit, as my partner does like to tell stories like a Southerner and we will end up in so many rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me a little bit how you got from Church of Christ to, can we say which? We could say which. We can? Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you have? How well, did we get here? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, when I was up in, uh, about the time I was in college, you know, um, well, I had a life-changing experiences, you know, where, it, well, all right, let's be honest, it was a breakup. I listened to all the songs, you know, and I started questioning everything and basing my opinions or questioning all of my own opinions that I had about everything from, you know, is God real? to was that experience I had when I was a child, you know, that magical feeling that you know is real. Um, and some of those things that you can't really explain, you know, I experienced that. So I believe that. What do I believe that was? Start questioning. This is one of those rabbit holes. Um, but yeah, from everything to the big things to like, you know, whether or not I really like Dr. Pepper. Um, or was that just a really good commercial? So I came to the conclusions that... Didn't you... Get like run down your own little rabbit hole back then, though, and quantum physics. And well, that, well what started me on this, and I blame Professor, um, my Ooh, favorite professor, yeah, let's not name him, <laughs> Professor, uh, let's just call him X, let's call him Professor Sasquatch. I like it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, anyways, he you gave blame me a, him, he, I, I do blame him. He, he gave me enough rope to hang myself with, and I, I started doing a project during this questioning period. and uh, sacred geometry and you know all those rabbit holes that you can go into and I just I just was trying to find the answers uh, to what that feeling was that I, that I had when I was a kid and you know because that was real so that feeling you had as a kid were you getting that directly from the church or was it some other venue so I suppose it was it, it was everywhere uh, I, I lived back in the day when um I was growing up during the summertime. You just get up, you're gone, and you, as long as you're home by dark, everything's good. And sometimes that was like eight, nine o'clock at night. And so, uh, you know, everywhere I went was just trudging through the forest and, you know, just found it out in the woods, I think. And through my youth group and stuff um, growing up, we would go on treks and hikes. And like we went to Colorado for a week and mm-hmm. was backpacking in and that was the first my first experience with backpacking in you know everything in that you're ever gonna need for a week in Colorado it was so awesome but yeah there were some feelings there that was real so maybe 
the story's not right, maybe, you know, whatever, but that feeling is correct. And I think that the people I grew up with, they call it God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. And I believe that that doesn't necessarily say that it's invalid because you call it something different, you know? So either way, I was trying to figure out what that was and what everyone's perspective on that was. And, and then come around full circle and be like, what now, what is my actual perspective on the experience that I had and that I continue to have? Well, and then you met me. And then I met you and you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, you're pagan. <laughs> and I was like, what's pagan? <laughs> like, I'm like studying like how the brain works and how to like quiet the voices in my head. And like, you know, I actually attempted to read a book called The Elegant Universe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was like, this will explain it because I started off with sacred geometry. And then like, you know, which for those who don't know and, you know, don't know what I'm talking about, it's it's where, um, to put it simply, there's mathematical equations and geometry and stuff that kind of states that, you know, way as above, so below. Yeah, I think they do know what that is. You know, I mean, y'all do. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the seashell and the Milky Way and Aww. the solar system and how they're the same spiral and right. down to the DNA. Yeah. You right. get it. Y'all know this stuff. Yeah, they, they do know this stuff. So. So, yeah, no, I, actually, I was I was like chaotic, like. I was just chasing down things and like seeing like, okay, if I stare at a blade of grass long enough and try to be quiet and meditate, what's going to happen? And so I'm shooting out all kinds of crazy energy. Just chaos is what it, what ended up happening. And then after a while, we, we started talking and you're like, yeah, there's actually a little bit of structure involved. Uh, once, you know, once you're like, there are people that, you know, I'm, I consider myself atheist. You do? I did. You did? Yes. Okay. And I was a little confused because you're in our coven, so it was a little confusing <laughs> for one minute. Right. But but yeah, it was- <laughs> Although, you know, you can be a pagan atheist, but you're not an atheist. No. Right. Um, no, I, I'm, I've always been bad with uh, name tags too, you know, so, but at the time I was like, yeah, no, I, I think I'm an atheist. And then somebody would tell me, no, you're, you believe there's some kind of spirituality somewhere. So then what is that? agnostic agnostic that you you believe there's something out there but you don't know what it is and so then i then i was like oh i get this but in trying to figure out kind of my own spirituality i i just realized that i think you manifested me and i'm kind of pissed i totally did oh my god <laughs> seriously this is happening right now for me live time i think you manifested me i mean i existed before but just so everybody knows i lived in the town we will not name and there was a swimming pool that I took my two children to. My partner is 15 years younger than me, so er, a little awkward. I guess you were about 22, 23, somewhere in there when I was doing that. And he had an apartment right over where that pool was. I had never met him. I didn't know him. Oh, yeah. No, that that is definitely... Um... Where I, I remember it, it, we called it the shotgun room is mm -hmm. where I was living. Mm -hmm. So you made it sound, you know, what did you say? I a made balcony? it sound really cool. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Um, I was like just chasing down. I, I went a little bit half crazy. I kind of forgot how many years had passed. <laughs> you know, right? It I'm, was it was the college years though. I mean, right. Like, it was the know, college years, and so, I was going to school, and yeah. I was working like you know forty to sixty hours a week, and trying to figure out if I like Dr Pepper. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and then, you know, there was a day where the coffee shop was closed and it was just the last straw for me. And I look up to God and I'm like, why? And it was serious, man. I'm talking about like tears were real. And uh, in that moment, I kind of 
I was like, huh. Do I even believe in God? Yeah. Yeah. And then I just started looking up at the clouds and knowing that there's something cool out there that I don't know about. So, yeah. So then I became agnostic. <laughs> I love it. And the journey continues. And the journey did continue. And then you were a tattoo artist for a while. Well. You were training to be a tar tattoo. That's another story. And then... What was funny about this is that I, I think you would even agree with me that you kind of got like spiritually stuck on the journey, like just a little stuck where well, no. you couldn't you couldn't really go any further. Or you didn't really know how to go further. Let me tell you what happened I, since you brought it up. And I don't think I've ever told you the story and, and how it oh, relates. I get more surprises. This is funny. <laughs> uh, it's not what you think. Um, oh, God. So That makes it so much worse. It's always so much worse when he says... It's not what you think. It's going to be so much no, worse no, no. than what so, I thought. <laughs> Go ahead, hon. Okay. So there was a guy, and I'm just going to call him Mo. Um, and he was a bouncer at a bar. And I was like deep into this this thing. And this was when the, you know, the blade the, the blade of grass story thing, right? Oh, yes. And Is that I've worth even talking about? a thousand about? times. You mentioned it on this podcast so far. Right. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> whatever. So I'm doing that. And like I'm in the deep depths of it right i'm I'm feeling like i'm trying to figure st i'm starting to make things happen ah you're starting to do magic unintentionally unintentionally <laughs> i think they call that a baby with a shotgun well you called it drive-by casting when we first when we first casting. met you have no idea what you just did ah yeah 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 you're like you're like going for a jog and you're venting in your head about like uh you know whoever whatever and then all of a sudden some dude just runs into the curb and busts his tire and yeah, you're like, man, it sucks for that guy. Oh no! Wish it happened to my boss. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> or whatever. He's way nicer than he's making himself out. No, and and there's no way I could. I mean, I'd... but but you digress. I want to hear about Mo. Mo, yeah, no, no. Okay, so I'm in the thick of like this. I think I figured it out. I think I know it. It's just around this next like meditation session and and <laughs> and you know this this whatever you want to call it. And then so I'm at the bar. Um, it's a slow night, and and another time, another thing I was doing at the time was uh, chasing down the music, anything original, no cover songs. You know, if there was a guy with a harmonica and a kazoo and a tambourine, I'd be there, being like, "Hell yeah, dude!" As long as somebody's got something to say, I will listen to what he's got to say, whether what kind of music. But that's music, so I'm at the bar, and that's pretty much my only focus. Um, this guy wrestling around, total accident, drops me on my face. Right on a concrete floor. Okay, so so I bust my face open, um, like it was cracked all the way down your nose. Yeah, sixteen stitches from like the top of my forehead to the uh, end of my nose. Right. And so when I crinkle up my nose, kind of look like a like a villain. Yeah. So I couldn't breathe. I'm working on meditation and stuff, and like kind of you know the the connection between the mind and the body is breath, you know, and like that kind of concept. And all of a sudden, I can't breathe, and I still can't. I still have trouble breathing to this day, but um, yeah, so all of a sudden I was halted. There's setbacks, you know, and then you have to work around it and try to figure it out other ways, and, and that's what you do. Okay, so you couldn't breathe anymore, and this was your passageway to the magic you had found. This meditation was your passageway. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so what happened then? So, um, yeah, then I just had to kind of find other ways to do it, you know, and and tap in, but you know, or that's what I call it, kind of tap in and you know, feel the energies and stuff. But pretty much all that happened was I was doing chaos magic. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with chaos magic, as a lot of the listeners will probably say, but even chaos has order. <laughs> even right. it needs to be intentional. And what I'm hearing is that it was sort of not intentional. It was just scattered and wild. Well, at the I think at the time I was very focused and intentional and, and, and experimenting to see what something would work. And but I don't know. I was just trying to figure things out. But how did you say you said I, I manifested you? Well, I was going to say that about this time, I mean, it was the very same year that you busted your nose, if I remember uh, the stories correctly. Yeah, I you, had, you pasted yeah. it together. Yeah. I had gone to another, I'd gone to Georgia, and I was an assistant professor over there for about a year, and I kept feeling called back, and it was intense. It was so intense that... I mean, I broke out in hives. I suddenly had shingles. I developed anxiety disorder I'd never had before. I never experienced it like that. I literally felt like I was going to die if I did not move back to Alabama. It was such a calling and such a drive that I finally caved to it and I moved back. About that time, was the first time I went to a bar, and I don't know, and I said bar the way we say bar in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) You have a baby and a bar. Sorry, movie reference. And I went to this place with my grown daughter, who believed that I needed to date again, and believed I needed to get the hell out of the house. I had, um, let me see, I had a 15-year-old and an 11-year-old at the time, and I never left the house. And I went to that bar, and there you were. I was on a bad date. And that's right. That's right. I remember this. <laughs> Very bad date, indeed. And I decided to bail, y'all. I, I was like, thumper, and I'm running out the door. And this really cute young bouncer said, hey, hey. Do you remember what you said? I do. So from my perspective, I'm a, I'm the bouncer. You know, it's, it's my job to pay attention to what's going on, and which was a lot of fun because I kind of, I saw you busting out, right? Very upset. Busting out, just storming door. Like we had this glass door, this window on the front door was all tinted out. Slams open, shut. I'm on my way in from the parking lot. And I, uh, and I was like, hey, don't drive angry. <laughs> and uh, Which is the only way for you to get my attention. You know, which is like the most smart ass thing you can say pretty much to somebody that's actually pissed off. You know, <laughs> like, and, but it gets their attention. And you're like, hey, you know, what's going on? Is there something going on in there? Do I need to take care of something? You know, like, because I'm the well, bouncer. I, I, it was a really bad date. Uh, the guy had decided to very disgustingly flirt with my daughter <laughs> overly. It was offensive. And I just, I hadn't dated at that time in at least 10 years. And if you don't count that one little blip in the screen, 13. So it was a big deal for me to be on a date at all whatsoever. And he was so rude. And I just, what I completely remember about this incident is me thinking how cute you were. Woo. Yeah. Of course, I was 42 and he was 27. So I thought, well, this won't go anywhere. I was 27 and a half. (laughs) (laughs) But it did go somewhere. And the summer was very long and very, we will skip all of that. And um, (laughs) it turns out we actually fell in love. Well, Um, one night I touched your knee. Oh, God. And let's leave that out. And so (laughs) I had children and he was, you know, at the time, a bouncer, a tattoo artist. 
and I think there was one more job. It was incredible. I was making dough for making a pizza place a at like like seven o'clock in the morning. Right, and then, and then I was lost- also going to school, but I was actually taking a hiatus from school. Okay, so we want to call three years a hiatus, and then <laughs> <laughs> so and so. I mean, he lost all of his jobs at once um, because he overslept, and that gave him space to come talk to me. Because I had gone into the tattoo shop and asked him to do a tattoo for me only because I wanted to see his uh, little face. And it was a lie. I, I drew up that. You know, yeah, you should you I should know. get that tattoo I, I drew up. I should get that damn tattoo. Cause it if was I had lie. that. Oh, I don't have that. I don't have that picture anymore. That notebook probably. Well, what matters here is that then we started talking about, you know, the craft. And we started talking about what well, we you started celebrating actual holidays. In a way you had never done before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember you loved Yule. No, there was a structure to it. And like Mm -hmm. all the things that I was kind of chasing after on my own, uh, trying to come at each thing with an empty cup and kind of base my opinions and stuff, whatever. Yeah, I was was headed the same way. And I kind of look at it like the way that I suggested to myself how to find a girl, because that was time it lined up. It just, it lined up. I got manifested, y'all. Damn it, it just lined up. But you were incredibly inconvenient. <laughs> yes, I was. I was older. I uh, was a professor at yep. my local university no, that here. Was, that was convenient. That was fun. Oh, that was fun for him. Going to the professor parties? <laughs> Man, I was a mess, y'all. Oh, yeah. No, really a mess. <laughs> like, he would just be himself, which is this raw energy and throw his hands out knock that wine on that one professor oh my god no it's her it was her coat it was her oh god it It was was her coat it was like a white lambskin coat yeah i mean looking back good for you but (laughs) no i I she was was so mad i was was so embarrassed yeah i already don't belong but you know what i was embarrassed and i was really sorry and i knew that there was no way in hell i could even try to promise that i would replace it you know because that, I mean, I, I don't no, know. I don't know how much that coat that. cost, no. but, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It, I think she told you twice it was $1,200. I think she told me twice, keep your damn hands off of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were trying to wipe it off. I was like, I can fix it. I can fix it. Let's just throw it in the water. <laughs> God. But anyway, it has been a ride. And you've been through, gosh, we had the, the coven years where we had a lot of people. Oh, Lord. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that on there. <laughs> that was that was interesting. Mm. And I learned so much because uh, getting to know people that also associate with themselves with the same things that you do. And we just happen to call it paganism. You know, that's that's cool. Well, in particular, we call it witchcraft, honey. Right. And yes, in particular. Which sounds so scary, but <laughs> it only sounds scary to people who don't know what it is. Right, because if you're ignorant of something, it's it's scary. The more you know about it, then mm-hmm. it's it's not so scary. Mm-hmm. But I do want to ask you something. So after all these years, um, fourteen this December, is it? Did I do it right that time? Or is it thirteen? I think it's fourteen. So we just did thirteen. Thirteen, yeah. So where is your magic now? We still have a small coven. Of folks that were originally part of everything we did, I mean, what, 11, 12 years ago? Yeah. And we love them. And our our groups are wonderful. What we do out here in the country is just wonderful. And we love them and they love us. But we all have our individual paths as well. And our own magic and our own practices as well. So, like, where do you find it these days? Where is your magic now? And... 
you know, I'm going to go ahead and call it out. I believe it's still in the woods <laughs> it's because al- that's where I find you all the time. So it's, it's always going to be in the woods. It's always going to be in the um, woods. Well, well, honestly, he's pan. Honestly, it's I'm going to I'm going to rephrase that, that it's always easier for me to access it in the woods, if that makes sense. So, but it I, only I, makes sense because that's your experience and whatever yeah, and, anybody's experiences is what it is, you know? Right. Okay. So it's but, like how I can't cast very well unless it's nighttime. It's just the way I am as a witch. It's my DNA. Right. And I think so, everybody has their own strengths and weaknesses, just like every other aspect of our lives of a human. Right. You know, from birth to death, you know, that's you, you've got unique characteristics. We all have something to offer. Well, I mean, I access my magic, I think, the very best in the garden. And you mm-hmm. love working with wood. You love working with trees. You originally found, you know, magic in the trees when you were a child. So it makes complete mm-hmm. sense to me that that's still where it is. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like my originating, uh, my core, I guess. Of where it's I your get origin it. story. That's right. Yeah. That's that's where I keep my cloak. Oh God! And my long beard. Oh God! Because I can't grow a beard no. unless I'm in the woods. Yeah, I got too much Cherokee. In there. <laughs> <laughs> we both share that kind of blood. But recently, I've been uh, trying to merge those worlds between the woods and my day to day life, and the magic is everywhere. I was actually, oh, I was going to tell you about that hawk. Okay. Okay, tell me about the this, hawk. This applies. Um, today I texted you. I was like, remind me. I was busy. Right. Uh, because tell me guy, now okay so here's what happened i'm backed up i have to uh get down into a retention pond for my job right my job today uh sitting in the truck i'm about to get out to go do something and there's a retention pond down there with a bunch of trees coming out there right so but i'm looking to my left i'm looking at the top of the trees all of a sudden this giant hawk i mean large hawk starts coming at me flying it comes straight to my window i swear it's beeline straight to my window it's flapping the wings the whole time. I'm not flinching. I'm looking at this going, hell yes. Look at this. Thinking that I'm like the most, you know, th- this is the most amazing whatever. Anyways, I was totally in the moment. The thing comes at me. We locked eyes. When it got about two feet from the, the door, the window, it just stopped flapping and just glided right over my windshield and just kept rolling. I'm, I'm talking, I saw feather details you know, we have talked about this this is not the first time that this has happened to you you've had hawks red tail hawks fly with you over your jeep over your mm-hmm. truck over whatever you were driving like down the same road that i'm running like mm-hmm. the thing it, it, it's, it's like something out of a movie like mm-hmm. i'm driving and like you look up and there's like the the falcon like Riding going to war you. with you it's like straight out of lord of the rings very 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 much very very and we've talked about i think that maybe <laughs> like your spirit guide right there honey because they don't leave you alone and so in the moment i was like wow that was significant that's not that wasn't an accident this doesn't happen to anyone ever and uh well i mean mine i mean yeah i just don't know the story but honestly this kind of stuff happens all the time and i think people just don't pay attention to it oh it, good point you know what i mean yeah yeah like i've seen i've been with people and been like holy crap that just happened they're like oh i missed it and i'm like what how did you miss that yeah uh but well you missed it that sucks but anyways yeah i'm starting to uh kind of merge the worlds or i'm actually attempting to find the magic in my everyday life as well which about every damn thing that's right i mean for real you know, that doesn't mean you got to be casting and, you know, I mean, it's all, all magic. There's, 
it's all around us and you, you need that magic in even at your work if there's a way to pull it off. Absolutely. And when you are when you can control your own um that's another thing I've been working on is trying to um control my own emotions maybe, you know, like we're all emotional. I don't know about the word control. How about manage? Right, but you, well not letting emotions control you me. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've been working on um, kind of not. I, I was, How about balance? Balance. That's what I'm working on. There it is. Balance. And balance. Yeah. Uh, it always comes back to balance. <laughs> it does. Whenever you're like, oh, I can't think of how to explain this. It's like, all right, let's let's check the buzzwords. <laughs> balance. Oh yeah, it's balance. Or what? Uh, oh, the Cherokee call it tohi. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are the other? Uh, the witches does. The what are the other words for the witches does? Uh, did you ground? Right. Did you ward? Right. <laughs> um, and also, there's a spell for that. So, did you cast mm. to help with the situation? Um, were there right. loopholes? Well, I guess I'm checking out the the witches does, but um, also just all of that stuff. In order to like, what's the big goal? What's the intent here? To why uh, even intent. mess around? Yes, intent. You gotta oh, go with the intent. Intent is everything. Sexy word. Intent. intent. Uh, but there's no R's, and I can't roll my R's. Okay. Well. So working on the balance, right? And I guess trying not to try to push or pull in any one direction. You know, I want a raise, and I want the responsibility at work. You know, just just for some kind of relatable example. If I'm pushing that and pushing that, if you end up getting that, you've maybe you're work. not maybe yeah. you're not ready. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, vice versa. And if you don't if there's something you see that you don't want and you're trying to push it away, push it away, that pendulum effect, it's eventually gonna come back and hit you. You may not push it, you know, at that time. But I mean, I guess what I'm working on, and I think I just realized how to say it, is that I'm trying to take those pendulum swings that's going on all the time. And kind of, kind of just ease it up a little bit. Don't swing up so high. Don't swing so mm-hmm. back so low. Okay. Well, the extreme cycles that we live in, you know, of all of a sudden you have like two months of hell, and like everybody wants you to pay up on their bills, and and that's the same week that you got, you know, something taken out of your paycheck and unexpected expenses, and you know, it all kind of seems to hit on you at once. And so yeah, I'm just trying to, I guess, slow down that pendulum so that. So that you can have some balance. <laughs> so that I can have some balance. Here we go. We're back, we're back to balance. We're going to so keep that, doing that. Sorry, everybody. Answer is always balance. So what is so magical about a tree? Because I've never met anyone in my life more in love with trees. So what is it? Well, I could propose the same question to you and say, what is so magical about a pepper plant? that you want to keep alive for three to four years. <laughs> Don't tell. And they, that, oh, no. that's, it's not supposed to happen. Oh, boy. Like, okay. what is so magical so about it? So, by the way, I do do that. She did. And yeah. it, like, makes a pepper every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. it. I just, it, it's so magical. I just love having a seed and then taking the seed, and it's the ancestors of the plant I had before. And nurturing it and seeing it grow and then seeing it be able to make fruit and it feels like all the cycles of life and magic itself in my head and No, no, there really was one plant that, that you did actually I keep know, alive for like two two winters. It's almost embarrassing. Is that right? Uh huh. Was it two winters? It was three. Three winters? Yeah. And like one plant. They're supposed guys they're supposed to die off 
yeah. you know, at the end of the season. Yeah. It ended up having like a tree trunk. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is it still plant. alive? No, he did finally pass away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He did. Me too. Did you save the stalk? No. I could have called you something cool. No, but my best okra plant ever in the history of time, and I did love that okra. When I dried out the stalks, you made a uh, beautiful working sacred knife for me. Oh, yeah, your athame. Mm -hmm. That thing dried up nice. It did. I was just goofing off, really. But what is magical about the trees? I answered you, but you didn't answer me. I almost got away with it. Um, the trees, I think that they, oh man, that, which ones? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you're, I know. You're very fond of a hickory. So. I'm, I'm very fond of all of them. It's like, it's like going into a mall and like seeing so many different types of people and some of them look like each other and some of them don't. And like, I think they're, I sound crazy. No, no. <laughs> We're witches here. It's okay. You do not sound uh, crazy to us. Keep no, going. I think everybody's got their own personalities and- one of my favorites, I guess, now, you know, it'll change next week, but one of my favorites is the huckleberry tree, mm -hmm. and uh, I swear it's telling you which way to go. The leaves, I've seen, okay, here's why I love the huckleberry. It's so adaptable. I saw in the woods one time, I saw this giant pine. I mean, it must have been, I don't know, 100 years old, right? thing was huge, mm -hmm. uh, probably a red pine, but also in this huckleberry tree, was growing and and it kind of it kind of gets all twisty and it's just awesome and so you can see this huckleberry tree it's got an arm growing off of it probably about as big as like my leg I can sum that up a lot faster <laughs> <laughs> all right hurry up so this huckleberry tree started going towards the pine and instead of trying to run right into the pine it stopped about four inches and then turned directly up and then like made a turn to get out of this giant pine because that pine was there first and this other tree was coming at it. So it kind of gets out of the way or goes around things. And mm -hmm. so what I did literally notice that like some of the game trails that I would find where the deer are constantly coming through, mm -hmm. you know, uh, possibly going to water, they're kind of creature of habit, you know, the branches would kind of bend that way. If you mean toward sense. the water? No, like out of the way. Like if you were oh, going to just brush, uh, if you were just going to brush a, a green branch out of the way, if you're walking through, it would just, that's the way it was kind of growing. Like So it was way. already brushing itself out yeah, of the it's, way. Yeah, it's kind of, it's growing this way, but it's about to come across the trail. That's so cool. And it just kind of takes a right and kind of yeah. just kind of gets out of the way and up high enough and out. Well, why I think that's cool is it makes it. You know, there's so much argument about this, but you know, I believe that trees are sentient. It's just not the way that we understand sentience. You know what I'm saying? That they are brilliant. What does sentient mean? Um, thinking, capable of knowledge, this sort of thing, aware of its own existence. Gotcha. Okay. And the way you're proposing this, or the way you saw this to me says... That this tree can actually sense human energy as well and float with that. Absolutely. Okay, that's wild. I love that. Yeah. I'm in love with that idea. It is awesome. And it's actually very practical because if you know what the huckleberry tree looks like and you're walking through the woods and you're lost and you can't find the trail, you know there's a game trail there at least. And that game trail is going to take you to water probably or, or whatever. But, but a huckleberry will get you there faster? <laughs> I like it. All right, since I am exhausted <laughs> yeah. and we have to still make dinner, um, hun, tell me about what it's like for you to live in the South and be a witch and pagan. Tell me, what is that? Is there any 
disconnect? Is there any trouble with that for you? What do you think? Well, um, I have lived in the South my whole life, so it's not like I have a lot to compare it to. You know, I've gone on vacation. They let me out of here every now and again. Uh-huh. But yeah, so to me, it's it's just like, tell you what, it's just like... Oh, God. They're going to tell us what, and this is going to go long. <laughs> so there's this old feeding seed when we first moved out here, and it's way off the back roads to get here, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm in there, and I'm talking to this old timer. He's showing me about uh, what his rabbit poo does. He's got rabbits in the back. He's showing me the rabbit poo underneath the, the cage and, and the worms are already in it. And you can put it straight in your garden. And I'm telling him about, you know, we're going to do a, a an organic garden, you know, and like we're, I was kind of green at it. You know, I didn't really know what I'm talking about. So uh, he's like, son, come here, let me show you. And he and he brought me out, showed me the, the rabbit poo. And then uh, he goes, he goes, you know, back in my day, it wasn't organic garden. It was just the way. And so I kind of feel that way about, magic and being a pagan and the witchcraft like it doesn't matter what you call it anymore to me i can relate to people like that because the way is that thing that you feel that i think is universal and whether you call it jesus and the holy spirit or you call it you know magical energies and you know a collective whatever aka witchiness and pagans you know um, then I think it's the same thing. And I think as long as we kind of talk about the thing with not actually saying what it is, then it's perfectly fine. But I wouldn't go to a pagan pride parade around here and be yeah. leaving it. I slightly disagree with you that it's exactly the same thing, especially when we get into things like the politics of the Christian church and stuff like that. It's certainly not. But I think you're talking about the connection to nature and Right, and the, I can, ma- the magical feeling that they may call what the Holy Spirit. Or- right, and I can I can talk about that all day long, and you kind of talk around it because nobody really wants to talk about Jesus and God and that kind of stuff. They'll say they pray for you, but it is absolutely um, terrifying. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, but I can still talk about stuff. I don't have to say that I'm pagan and I'm a witch to be able to talk about those same things. Uh, you know that they experience too, so I can relate on different levels. But if, if I actually came out and said, I'm a witch and I'm a pagan and, you know, this is the way I think and all this stuff, they probably, they, they string me up, baby. I know. And that reminds me of something I've already talked about with that time that we did get a little close to being caught out here. You were <laughs> at the gas station and there was some preacher who came through, remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, they were looking for, I think you had a questionable bumper sticker. I had a questionable bumper sticker. That's right, nothing more than that. I have a lot of questionable And shit. it was right next to a, uh, well, never mind, I won't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave that out, but <laughs> they got a little close and they were looking for that witch out here. Yeah, and- they said something like that and I was in line or whatever and I, uh, so anyways, yeah, I was just shooting the shit with the guy in the line trying to kind of probe what the hell he's talking about and what he's looking for and, uh. He talked about, there's some witch that lives back there. I saw her bumper sticker, and it said something, you know, like this. And uh, I think it said coexist. I'm such a a wild card. Wow. I'm a rebel. Look at me. Right, or something yeah. like that. And, and, and I said, and he said, no, she's a real witch. And, and, I, and I looked at him. I said, man, aren't you a little old to be believing in fairy tales? And, and he kind of looked ashamed a little bit, and he goes, "Yeah, all right, you know, but but it, I swear I saw it. <laughs> I don't think it was a coexist though. 
but it, what matters here is that it is still dangerous, especially, you know, for you and for our sons. I think it's very dangerous because of I was fired. Yeah, no, that that stuff. Yeah, you you strung up for that. I did. So it is still an issue, um, which is why I don't know that it is exactly the same thing. It for me, I guess I'm a little bit, you know, swayed by my experience on it. But I would add that there is a specific magic to the deep south. Very slow. Very magical, very deep, a little haunted. And I think regardless of your religion, you can feel it here. Oh, absolutely. So I think the humidity is a, a conduit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've said that before on the podcast, but I, I bet nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. But our humidity can get higher than our temperature. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, one last thing I do want to ask you, and then we got to wrap it up. And that is... On Sundays when you're outside working in the garden, working with the chickens and things like that, you usually listen to my podcast. Yeah, specifically when I'm uh, cleaning out the chicken coops. And I've said this before, why can't I talk to you when you're doing this? And I will come out and I will say, you know, your name and be hollering at you about something else. And you will get very upset that I've interrupted the podcast. What is that about? Well... First of all, you're not allowed to... I, I, I let you know that I'm going to be listening to my podcast <laughs> and not to interrupt me. <laughs> it's the only time I ever do that. And uh, But when you do... Yeah, no, it's a, you, you just wouldn't understand Seba the way I do. Oh, God. She's my girl. I think there's a disconnect that you have created between... And I guess that's important to have to do, right? So between, Absolutely. You know, the person you see in front of you and the person you're listening to on the podcast. You know, I'd like to ask Robert Downey Jr.'s partner (laughs) how they do it. Because, you know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. He's using this as an example because I have a horrible, horrible crush on Robert Downey Jr. We just call him Robert around here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've accepted it. I call him honey. Oh, boy. I grandfathered him in. (sighs) Yeah. That was that one. She's like, I just I told my Gen X twin. We even have the same birthday. Anyway, I guess it's important to do. I guess it's a, a thing, especially if you find that podcast to be like a safe time. And I don't know. No, I just I hear it from a different perspective. And, and mostly um, I, I hear you and I'm not allowed to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. So so it, so I'm like, man, she's she knows, she knows some stuff. <laughs> I just shut up. I might pay attention. And, and, and I don't know. Um, no, I think that's funny because, yeah, if we were just sitting here, you will interrupt me. Do it. You're going to do it right now, aren't you? I am so not going to interrupt <laughs> you. All right. I guess that's it. I am starving, but I just wanted to introduce everybody to my partner and let him have an opportunity to be on the show because other important people have. And without his support, I could not do this podcast. Usually when I'm in here working, he's out there doing some of the heavy lifting and that makes it all possible. So, thanks, hon. I love you. I love you, too. All right, y'all. I will see y'all next week. Love you like chicken. Bye-bye. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the deep south.